Welcome to Book Delight with Chrissy Wright, the podcast where readers can be all kinds of ways and books really are magic. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm an elementary teacher librarian in the Pacific Northwest. On this show, I aim to connect you and the kids in your life to more books you love. If the idea of blowing up your kidlit TBR appeals to you, you're in the right place. Today, I am sharing a book list episode. Last week, I shared the four big things I want more of in Kidlit in 2024, and today we're honing in on one of them. Dark, weird, funny. In particular, picture books that are dark, weird, and funny. For today's book list, I am sharing eight of my favorite backlist picture books that fit this criteria in alphabetical order. So let's dive straight in. The first picture book I want to tell you about today is The Barnabas Project by the Fan Brothers, released in 2020. When I read this book aloud to fifth graders, one of my students said, they have to make a Pixar movie of this. And I totally agree. It has that tumbling feeling of adventure combined with unexpected monsters that you kind of love. In this book, protagonist Barnabas lives in a world that is built for perfect pets. Half elephant, half mouse, though, Barnabas does not fit. He is banished to an underground lab where he must find a way out and bring his fellow odd but lovable creatures with him. We have got an escape story, a story for cute animal lovers, a surprise moment that will leave your readers gasping, how did they store that underground? The dark and moody palette and the situations and stakes for Barnabas bring us the note of darkness here. The creatures themselves bring the weird, and the hijinks of their escape bring the funny. That was The Barnabas Project by the Fan Brothers. The second picture book I want to tell you about is Fortunately by Remy Charlip. We're going deep backlist for this one. It was first released in 1964, then re-released in 1993. This book follows a simple frame that delivers a masterclass in the art of the page turn. One page starts with fortunately, the next with unfortunately, and so on. Fortunately, Ned was invited to a surprise party. Unfortunately, the party was a thousand miles away. Fortunately, a friend loaned Ned an airplane. Unfortunately, the motor exploded. You read to find out if Ned ever does make it to that party, and you get to have one heck of an adventure along the way. The dark in this one comes from the peril that Ned faces throughout his journey. He could die, like, actually. The weird comes from the absurd stack of circumstances he faces one after the other, and the funny comes from, well, all of it. This is one of my forever favorite picture books, and I think that in addition to being a tremendously good time, the applications in a classroom are endless, be it as a morning meeting icebreaker, a writing prompt, a study in adverbs, or something else entirely. That was Fortunately by Remy Charlip. The next picture book I want you to know about is 
The Great Zapfino by Mac Barnett and Marla Frazee. This one released in 2022. Say hello to my favorite nearly wordless picture book. I would love to get behind the veil and hear about how this one got made. In some ways, it seems like a reach to name Mac Barnett as author here because the book has only a few words, and those words are the name of the protagonist in different intonations. But it has Mac Barnett's storytelling sensibility all over it, so he is very much here. Was it a text-based storyboard for the ages? Did they collaborate on the beats of the story while the art was underway? I don't know, but I'm fascinated. In this book, you follow circus performer Zapfino as he realizes he is maybe scared of heights and doesn't want to do this whole circus thing after all. So much so that he abandons it all mid-act, boards a plane, and flies away to start a new life. Or does he? The very same stakes he faced in the opener follow him, and you read to find out how Zapfino has changed and whether he is now up to the challenge that faces him. The dark in this one comes, as it often does, from the stakes. Zapfino defies death more than once. I won't tell you the exact details of how in case you haven't read it yet, lucky you, but there is some serious peril here. The weird comes from the protagonist and the premise, a book about a circus performer with the yips, a book about a circus performer turned elevator operator. What is life? The funny comes from Zapfino and the big hearted way he bumbles through challenges. This one is a must for teachers doing illustration studies and would pair brilliantly with Marla Frazee's other wordless books. That was The Great Zapfino by Mac Barnett, illustrated by Marla Frazee. Next up, I want to tell you about How Dinosaurs Went Extinct by Amy Dykeman, illustrated by Jennifer Harney, released in 2023. This book is a faux safety guide of sorts. It takes edicts grown-ups have long given kids, things like don't forget to change your underwear, and recast them as cause of death or even extinction for the dinosaurs. The dark here comes from the literal death on almost every page. The weird comes from the cause of death. And the funny comes from the unthinkability of it all. Did that really just happen? Can you do that in a picture book? Over and over, this book answers, yes. That was How Dinosaurs Went Extinct by Amy Dykeman and Jennifer Harney. Next up, I want to talk about The Incredible Book-Eating Boy by Oliver Jeffers. This one released back in 2007. This was one of my first favorite picture books when I became a teacher in 2007. I was in my tiny baby stages of falling in love with Kidlet, and this was one of the first big disruptors of what I thought picture books could or should be. And I was tickled. A book with a literal bite out of it, as though the protagonist had come out of the story to take a chomp from the very book in my hands. Okay. In this book, Henry loves books. Great start. But... Henry doesn't love to read them. He loves to, well, eat them. 
You read to find out the consequences of taking devouring books quite so literally. The dark here comes from the serious malady Henry develops as a result of all that book eating. The weird, well, I think it's obvious. And the funny comes from the deadpan way we deal with something so weird. Vintage Jeffers is my favorite Jeffers. If you like this one and don't already know his full catalog, do not miss some of his other oldies but goodies like Stuck, Lost and Found, and This Moose Belongs to Me. That was The Incredible Book-Eating Boy by Oliver Jeffers. Now I want to talk to you about The Pineapple Princess by Sabina Hahn, released in 2022. I love this book so much, I dressed up as the Pineapple Princess for Halloween the year it came out. Did most people know what I was supposed to be? Nope. Did I care? Also, nope. Plus, I got to introduce a ton of folks to this sweet little weirdo of a book, which was fun for me. In this story, we follow a little girl with a big sense of carpe diem. She is certain that she is a princess, and despite the protestations of her family, she takes matters into her own hands. With a pineapple for a crown and flies, yes, flies for her subjects, she embarks on a delicious and chaotic rule. The dark here comes from the off-brand royal of it all. Does any girl with a bent for all things sparkly and princess dream of a kingdom of houseflies? Generally, no. The weird is again quite clear in the setup, and the funny comes from how decay is, in this instance, delightful. That was The Pineapple Princess by Sabina Hahn. Next up, I want to tell you about Paco and the Drum by Matthew Farsyth, released in 2019. Paco, ah, I love Paco. So many of these books make me just light up when I think about them, and Paco absolutely does. In this book, Paco's parents have done what we know to be a terrible thing, given her a drum. So loud, so relentless, her parents send her outside, and that's where the adventure really gets started. Paco becomes a woodland band leader of sorts. Read to find out what happens when her parents discover the band. The dark in this one hits in a Clausen-esque moment when one character eats another. Kids gasp and look at each other like, wait, did that really just happen? The weird is in the fact of a band-leading drummer frog, and the funny is in the wild thing kids know better than grown-ups, sensibility. I love, love, love Forsyth's aesthetic, which you can also see showcased in his follow-up picture book, Mina. That was Paco and the Drum by Matthew Forsyth. Okay, last on the list today, let's talk about The Rock from the Sky by John Clausen, released in 2022. Look at it as a miracle of the alphabet that this one fell last. Otherwise, I very easily could have spent this whole episode talking about John Clausen. In the context of picture books, Clausen is perhaps best known for his hat trilogy. Those are I Want My Hat Back, 
This is Not My Hat, which won the Call the Cot, and We Found a Hat. I adore this trilogy, and it certainly qualifies as dark, weird, and funny. This is Not My Hat is quite possibly the only Call the Cot winner where one character eats another, but Rock from the Sky is my now not-so-secret favorite. The reader here follows two things. We follow what the characters are saying to each other and what is happening in the pictures as they do. The reader gets to wear the hat of omniscience here, knowing way more than the characters do about the doom they face. As they bicker about the best spot to sit, a rock is falling from the sky right in their direction. Then this fire-breathing robo-spawn thing starts stalking them as though from a dream. The dark is in the double doom the characters face, both the titular rock from the sky and the fire-breathing robot thing. The weird is in the deadpan matter-of-fact way the characters continue to interact as they become aware of the super weird, super dangerous things happening around them. Yes, we have got the classic Clausen eyes here. The funny is in how we as reader take giddy delight in first rooting for a character to be annihilated by a falling rock and then super satisfied when they are. That was The Rock from the Sky by John Clausen. As I put together today's book list, a couple of things happened. First, as soon as I finalized the list of books I wanted to discuss, a bunch of others came to mind. I don't have time to talk about all of them at length, but if you want to really go wild with your library holds list, I thought I would mention a few more here. We will do speed round. I'll share the title and author. Here they are. It's a Secret by John Burningham. Duckworth, The Difficult Child by Michael Sussman. The Three Billy Goats Gruff and The Wolf, The Duck, and the Mouse, both by Mac Barnett and John Clausen. How to Eat a Book by Mrs. and Mr. McLeod, What If One Day, by Bruce Handy and Ashley Karen, Dinosaurs Don't Exist, by Mark Jansen, and Ten Word Tiny Tales, by Joseph Coelho. The second thing that happened is I realized that there is a second subcategory of weird picture book that I deeply love, but feels a little bit distinct from dark weird funny. So, My fraternal twin favorite to dark weird funny books is absurd, playful weird picture books. We might have to do a whole deep dive on these in the future, but for today, a few that fell in this category as I considered them for inclusion in the episode today are Toasty by Sarah Huang, Carol and the Pickle Toad by Esme Shapiro, Dim Sum Palace by X Fong, The Welcome Home by Amy June Bates, and Invisible Things by Andy J. Pizza and Sophie Miller. The bottom line here is that I am wildly in favor of keeping kidlit weird, whether in its darker or more absurd and playful variants. That concludes today's book list episode. 
I would love to hear your recommendations for your favorite little weirdos that didn't make today's list. Please comment on the Instagram post for today's episode at Book Delight Pod or send me a DM at Library Chrissy with all your favorite dark, weird, funny picture books. I want my library holds list to absolutely explode with all kinds of weird possibilities. I am also actively curating a dark, weird, funny 2024 watch list of sorts where I am collecting titles of 2024 release picture books that hit this criteria. If you know of a book coming up that you think I'd like, I would also love to hear about that. Books on my list so far that I have not yet read but got my weird radar going when I heard about them include Pepper and Me by Beatrice Almanya out January 16th, The Teeny Weeny Unicorn by Sean Harris out February 6th, I Do Not Eat Children by Marcus Cutler out February 20th, Pretty Ugly by David Sedaris and Ian Falconer out February 27th. Yes, that David Sedaris. Spider in the Well by Jess Hannigan out March 19th. And Millie Fleur's Poison Garden by Christy Manden out July 2nd. If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with your kidlit loving friends. If you want more book delight in your life from me, Chrissy, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at Library Chrissy. You can also follow the show at Book Delight Pod and subscribe to my free monthly kidlit newsletter by visiting librarychrissy.substack.com. If you want to support the show or want more book talk from me between episodes, the best way to do that is by upgrading your free Substack subscription to become a paid subscriber. For $7 a month, you are helping to make the show possible and also receive a fun weekly Friday treat in your inbox, including extras like book lists, reviews of books I did not like and why, and more. I'm kicking off the year by playing with new outro content, so we're going to close out like we did last week with a shout out to my current reads and a biblio benediction of sorts. This week, I am reading 15 Secrets to Survival by Natalie D. Richards. As you settle into your 2024 reading during yet another week where a debate about whether audiobooks count as reading tour across the internet, I want you to know, literature exceeds the eyes. That quote from Andrew Leland's memoir, The Country of the Blind, really drove it home for me this week. Reading is reading is reading. A transcendent path to connect with ideas and with each other, whether we access that path with our eyes or with our ears. You are exactly the reader you are meant to be, no matter what format you read in. As always, thank you for listening and happy reading.